0: right behind that, would you throw your hands in the air and ask the Lord to give us ears to hear the word of the Lord tonight. You know God's gonna do great things again tonight, would you just go ahead and praise Him in advance? Ah,
1: hallelujah. Praise God, Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
0: an honor to stand in this desk tonight. I in no way feel like that I'm qualified to be in this pulpit. And I promise you I'd trade places with anybody in this building. And if you're faunching at the bits to get up here, just let me know. <laughs> You'll try preaching in front of all these great men of God and these great people of God. But I appreciate these men believing in us and It's good to be here and be a part of this great thing that God is doing. We're living an exciting time. An exciting time. And um, I thank God for this meeting. I thank God for our elders. I give honor to my bishop, my pastor, and their wives tonight. It's good to have my wife and my boys with me. And thank God a baby girl on the way. We broke a forty-seven-year curse. Praise God! And I'm just enjoying um, being in the presence of the Lord, Brother Calhoun. Did he preach today or what? God, Jesus. I give honor to my mom moms here tonight, my grandparents, and all of their support over the years, and I give honor to all of the people from Tulsa in this district that know me and know all the mistakes i made as a young person, but you still came out to church tonight. Thank God for the blood. (laughs) I love the Oklahoma district, and um, I love this state, and I believe that the revival the revival that God has promised us. And the revival that many of you men from this state and saints from this state have anxiously awaited and prayed for. I believe it is at hand. And I believe something in this meeting is releasing something into this area and this state. How me believe that? Praise God. Hallelujah. Matthew 24. Matthew chapter number 24. It's gonna be just a little bit different tonight. I tried to tell God that this really wasn't what we need to do tonight. And um that never works. And he always seems to answer my complaints with questions. And um did that this evening in prayer and so I said, okay, God, if that's if that's what you want, then that's what we're going to do. So uh, I believe the spirit of old time Pentecost is going to be in this service tonight. Old time Pentecost. Old time Pentecost. Matthew chapter number 24. Verse number 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all of these things must come to pass. Verse number 7, For nations shall rise against nations. Kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and divers places. Verse number 11. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Verse number 13. But he that shall endure unto the end. And I don't believe that word enduring there is talking about holding the fort, my fort no more. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I thank God for all the dancing and the shouting, and I hope to God we do a whole lot more of it before it's over. I dare say I like it as much as anybody in this building, but I guarantee you, if you cut me open and you looked in my heart, there's a cry. When the dancing's over, when the shouting's over, when the service is over, when my head's laid on the pillow tonight, I want to know more than anything else, that if God came tonight, that I'd be ready. I know this may not be what some would call protocol for this type of meeting. But I want everybody in this place, by the help of the Holy Ghost, to leave this building with a fresh awareness that we are living in the last days. And God is looking for people that will endure. Is there anybody in this place enduring? Anybody in this house interested in being saved? Come on, I need your help right now. Come on, are there any young people that have come to this meeting saying, God I want you to rip it out. I want you to do spiritual surgery. I want you to cut out the distractions. Cut out the addictions. Cut out the sin in my life. Because more than anything else, I've got to make it. Grab the hand of the person next to you if it's appropriate all over the building and I want you to begin to pray with all-time conviction. Come on, I need some moms and dads. I need some youth leaders. I need some pastors that want to see your kids saved. I need some pastors' wives that brought kids to this meeting that are struggling, that want to see them saved, I want you to close your eyes and pray that a conduit could be hooked up to this place from heaven and that there would be a current of conviction that would begin to flow in this house that would change our lives forever. Come on, we're not there yet. Close your eyes and pray. Close your eyes. I need to hear moms and dads. I need to hear people back there in the back. I need to hear people in all of these sections. meeting stirred in my spirit I want to leave this service tonight stirred in my spirit
1: settle in here Holy Ghost
0: I want to preach to you tonight for a few moments as you're seated, for a few moments on the subject, too close to be so far away. Too close to be so far away. It is very common knowledge here tonight that we are living in a world. That is hungry and thirsty for knowledge. Knowledge. This generation is hungry and thirsty for knowledge. Knowledge. We want answers. We are not satisfied any longer with just because. It's not good enough any longer for this generation, just because somebody said this, it's not good enough for them to accept it as truth. Everything seemingly is questioned in this generation. We want answers. We want understanding. We want knowledge. How does it work? How does it get here? Once it gets here, how does it operate? Once we learn how to operate it, then give us the knowledge of how to expand it and to make it greater. Are you with me? Say amen. In fact, I've been reading some articles lately in the last couple of weeks and reading these men that are on the cutting edge of inventions and technology. And I read a man's name, Brian Worrell, and he's very known uh, amongst technology gurus. And it was his quote that said, the reason that things are evolving as they are, the reason that technology has taken off the way uh, that it's taken off is because this generation demands more knowledge. This generation demands more information. The Internet. We didn't have the Internet Uh, back 10, 15, or 15, 20 years ago. The Internet was just something that was being talked about. The Internet, it's about information. All of these things that are on the Internet. It's to satisfy the thirstiness in our society for answers and for knowledge. But tonight, I'm not going to give you worldly knowledge necessarily. But I pray that before we leave, that God... Brand us with some heavenly knowledge in this house about the hour that we're living in. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time building a big foundation. I'm going to come right out with my point tonight. Young people, God wants you to understand before you leave this service tonight that he's coming back. I don't know how long it's been since you've heard it. I don't know how long it's been since your preacher's preached it to you. But I want to preach it with everything in my being tonight. Jesus is coming back. hear the voice of the critic. I feel the skeptic tonight that would say, Brother Marks, they've been saying that for 75 years. I got news for you. There were some that mocked at the ark. They the nominal leaders of our world are sounding an alarm I believe that there ought to be an alarm sounded in the Apostolic Church young people
1: we're living in a day and an hour that you can't afford to live one day of your life
0: carelessly evangelists on me here tonight and i'm gonna preach like i ain't never preached in my life i'm gonna snatch somebody's kid out of hell tonight by the help of the holy ghost your mom and daddy may have got by with fiddling with the world you may have had may have had elder siblings that are married now in their mid-twenties, early thirties that got by with messing around with the world, sat on the fence. But you better hear this man of God tonight. The day and the hour that we're living in. some mom and daddies to help me.
1: mom and dad would you
0: look at the signs of the time would you look greater has been steadily increasing since the 50s. There was nine in the 50s, 6.0 or greater, 13 in the 60s, 70s, there was 51. In the 80s, there was 86. In the 90s, there was recorded more than 150 earthquakes. And you want us to quit taking a stand against television? doesn't need their, they don't need their lives fashioned after what MTV's saying. Our kids don't need their lives fashioned after Saturday Night Live. I want to know where the old preacher is. Our kids need the voice of the old preacher and I'm not saying that disrespectfully. and I'm standing in this pulpit tonight, Brother Coderre, is because there was an old preacher in my life. He didn't cut corners. He didn't water it down. He didn't set me and exclude me from everybody else because I was his nephew. But the old preacher would come to me. Old Nathan would come to me. Young people, I'm 27 years old now, but I thank God for the preacher. I thank God for a man of The Universal Almanac tells us that there were only 21 earthquakes of major strength between the years 1000 and 1800. But between 1800 and 1900, there were 18 major earthquakes. Between 1900 and 1950, there were 33 major earthquakes. Almost as many as the number in the preceding 18 and 1500 years.
1: It's too close.
0: To be back and further away. I ain't got anything to lose tonight. Well, don't give me that in garbage where well, the times are changing and people are different. Exactly. with you about that. Even more reason to be on your toes. Even more reason to be righteous. Even more reason to be holy. Even more reason to say no to the world. Not ashamed of where God's brought me from. I'm not just preaching to the ones in this meeting that come here cold, that everybody knows you're backslid. I'm not just preaching to the ones in this meeting that they allowed you to come because they hope that when you got here that you would have an experience with God. That I'm preaching to the ones that were like me. I had a tie on, I had a suit coat on, I was jumping, but I had struggles in my life, I had issues in my character. I' preaching of that one tonight that's living in both worlds. You're a hypocrite. You talk in tongues on Sunday night and you fornicate on Monday. You better hear this evangelist. It's too close. tonight god and the holy ghost spoke to me and he said i want you to preach just like you wanted your preacher to preach when you were drifting
1: so backslid
0: Oh, Brother Marks, this is a conservative meeting. I got news for you. I was going to conservative meetings and I was lost as a goose in a hell store.
1: But it was Brother
0: Johnny Godair's, it was Brother Larry Booker's. It was Brother Floyd Odom's. It was Brother Gary Howard's. It was men that walk into the pulpit and they preach like I'm preaching tonight. I, I I'm preaching to somebody. You gotta pray through.
1: I wouldn't leave this building. He said when there's wars and rumors of
0: wars, know that it's close. According to the L.A. Times, one billion people suffer, or according to the L.A. Times, not just war, but it's ethnos, meaning ethnic or racial war. Sixty-seven wars are being fought around the planet right now, and most of them are ethnic wars. No period in history has witnessed the escalation of wars as has the 20th century. Have, did you just hear what I read to you? No period in history has witnessed the escalation of wars as has the 20th century. The International Red Cross estimates that over 150 million people were killed in the wars in the 20th century. Since World War II, there have been over 150 major wars as well as thousands more armed rebellions and revolutions. The death toll in armed conflicts since the end of World War II is more than 23 million. According to the National Defense Council Foundation, conflicts around the world have doubled since 1989. And you want us to back off of our message of our young men and young ladies participating in organized sports? I think not going to bow up on me. I said, sports is eating us up. You know, Jeter's batter average. You know how many home runs A-Rod's hit this year. But you walk around living your life as if you've got forever. You walk around living your life as some immortal being that is untouchable and invincible by death brother marks you're preaching old school tonight i hope i'm preaching old school the coming of the lord is so close i don't even want to get in my vehicle and drive back to the hotel tonight with my heart not being right it's the last thing i pray before i go to sleep and it's the first thing i pray when my eyes open in the morning i gotta make it i gotta make it it's too close for us to be back up. The ones that played when we were growing up. They're scattered from Dan the Bear sheep. They're gone. Oh, you'll find one here and there. But they're gone. I thank God that when I rose up against my mom and the coaches started calling and the coaches started pulling me to the side and said just take a ball just shoot it you don't have to wear shorts wear your wind pants we're not going to make you miss church practice when you can I thank God for a mother that said go talk to your pastor and I thank God every day of my life for O.E. Bryant sitting across the desk tears running down his face saying boy I'm going to let you make the decision. And I want you to make the decision on this. Is it going to help your walk with God? Is it going to bring you closer to God? And I walked out of that office and I knew, no, no, it's the God of this world. It's the God of this world. It's. You boys are fighting it right now some of you boys are fighting your parents some of you are trying to break down your pastor some of you have come to this meeting and you've been guilty in the last six months of trying to get your parents to change churches and go somewhere that allows it you better hear this preacher when they get through with you they're done you better get a hold of god you better find out who he is you better learn his ways you better know his purpose stood in the altar, Brother Booker, after I preached my heart out one night, he said, tell him, don't use my name, but tell him. He was a preacher's son. He worked on his dad and he worked on his dad and he worked on his dad until he broke him down. And his dad finally started letting him play. He had it. Oh, you better know he had it. He had it. In fact, he had it so well that hasn't as a freshman in high school, they started him on the varsity team. He had a call of God on his life too. What about what God's call? What about what God wants? Is this all about our desires in life? Is this all about what we think and what we want and what? Where is God and destiny and ministry involved? In fact, I'm not calling anybody to preach. That I dare say, some of you young men, that the devil's trying to pull you down with sports. There's an. an- what was it? I'll tell you what it was. It was God. Was God fighting for that man's affection? He was saying, Hey. It's not just sports. And I'm not against education. But some of you got to be careful. You can't become so, so eat up and consumed with education. Brother French, I believe we've got to be educated. I want to be educated. But I'm going to tell you, I'm more than education. I want them to look at me and say they're ignorant and they're unlearned. But I know they've been with Jesus. They're ignorant and they're unlearned. But there's something... Young person, being with Jesus is greater than being in the crowd. Being with Jesus is better than being on the squad. Being with Jesus is better than... Being Team is the greatest. I said Jesus and his team is the greatest. He said my chin start to shake. He said I clenched I clench my teeth. Why? Because now, three months into later, three months now into it, later, the very thing that he said wouldn't happen had already happened. He was shutting God out. He said, numerous nights I'd get in the shower, and he said I'd be the last one on the bus. He said, and the reason I was the last one on the bus is he came I couldn't let everybody see me that way because I was the hero. And he said I'd get in the shower, and he said the Holy Ghost would get on me. And he said it would be so strong. He said I couldn't hold it back. And he said I'd talk in tongues. And I'd promise. Time and time again. He said they'd call timeouts. And he said there's been times they'd call timeouts. And he said I'd go to the court. And he said all of a sudden the power of the Holy Ghost would begin to rest on me. And I'd begin to tremble. He said but here's what i'm grieving over preacher this is what he told me in the altar he said here we are five years later three knee surgeries later he said There are not any cheerleaders around there's no squad around i don't know where my teammates are at and he threw his arm out and he said you see the blood pumping through those veins he said i'd give every drop of blood pumping through those veins that quivering chin again and to feel the Holy Ghost. He said it's gone. What are you talking about? I'm telling somebody you better not shove me off tonight. You better not tune me out. You better not unplug from this service. You may be looking at your last opportunity. You may be looking at your last chance. You may not make it to another youth convention. You may not make it
1: your homes.
0: (laughs) Famine. Famine was a sign. According to the LA Times, one billion people suffer from serious malnation. Malnutrition. Many of these caused from recent vicious droughts. More than 35 million people living in the southern states of Africa suffer from acute hunger and are threatened with immediate death. The World Bank reports that 500 million children do not get enough food to fully develop mentally and physically. Some 40,000 hungry related deaths occur every day. Do you hear me? shh mm-hmm. The rate of infectious diseases have increased have increased 58% since 1980, according to the U.S. Centers for D- Disease Control. Less than 20 years ago, the medical profession claimed victory over many bacterial and viral killers, but the cases of infectious diseases have now skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. The Associated Press reports the emergence of bacteria strains that cannot be killed by current antibiotics could become a public health threat worse than AIDS. Diseases recently considered conquered or becoming unstoppable. Science expect nothing short of a medical disaster. Twenty-four people, twenty-four million people in our world right now are living with HIV and AIDS. And you want me to leave the young people alone. That the devil's been messing with and telling them, you know, the way your pastor's wife dresses is awful fuddy-duddy. You know, in fact, can I preach, guys? Can I preach, elders? In fact, I've walked up behind too many conversations filled with making fun using the terminology of the old lady with a bun back on the back of her head. i tell you what the apostolic church needs. The apostolic church needs a few more women that are not afraid. and a lot of us are going. Hey, hey, it worked 25 years ago. It worked in the book of Acts. I'm I'm coming coming after that right now. I'm coming after that spirit that's telling our young ladies that the only way you can be cute is to chop your hair off. The only way you can be cute is to dress provocative and revealing. The only way that you can be... Hold on, let me preach to you right now. girls in this meeting tonight that have said out of your mouth in front of your friends we will never have the chance of being cute. That's the spirit that's attacking our kids. The spirit that tells our boys you can't be cool if you're not constantly making jokes that have sexual slants to them. Well, it's not mixed company. You don't need to be telling it. Why the WPF? Why PEAK? Why the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship? Brother Mark, why have you made decisions you're making and have made in the last 12 months along with all of these other men? I'll tell you why. It's too close for us to be backing up. The coming of the Lord is too close. angel band in heaven, they're practicing some of their last rehearsals. Hey, are you hearing me? The angel band of heaven has practiced some of its last rehearsals. Gabriel, I see now as he's warming the mouthpiece. The clouds in the east are about to split. Oh, you don't have to that if you don't want to but I believe it he's coming back I'm going to that place where there's no more pain where there's no more trouble where there's no more worry there's nothing in this world worth missing it there's no fun quote unquote worth missing it there's no sin I don't care if everybody else is doing it or not movies are not worth that are probably listening right now on the on the internet, but all i got to say to them is I'm only preaching what you put in me 15 years ago. What's changed other than the fact that we're 15 years closer? What's changed other than the fact that homosexuality is more accepted in our world than it's ever been before? He said, but amongst all and amidst all of this, when all this starts coming down, he says the ones that make it, that find that narrow path. Some of you are afraid to say this because you don't want to go there. You don't want to think about it. But you better wake up and you better smell the coffee, honey. Not everybody's going to heaven. I want to preach this with much compassion as possible. Young people, not everybody's going to heaven. I don't care what kind of philosophy that they're trying to pump into your brains in high school. I don't care what they're telling you on the college campuses. There is a hell. And it's a hell you weren't intended for. But if you don't live right and if you don't stay ready, you'll split it wide open. All of this, he said, but to he, Brother Odom, Brother Frost, I'm not trying to cause division, I'm just trying to endure. I don't believe these six men. And the 49 or 50 that sat underneath them are, are trying to cause division. Brother King, I don't believe we're trying to cause division. We're just simply trying to endure. I'm not trying to make enemies. My God, some of the people on the other side are some of my best friends.
1: Endure. He said those that endure
0: that are going to be saved. Here's what endure means. To stay under. <laughs> why do you got a pastor and a bishop? Why do you got elders? Some of you, if you haven't seen it, you're going to see it before you leave. Some of you young people. Why is Brother Mark's always hugging Brother Booker and Brother Wilson and Brother Kuhn and Brother Oldham and Brother Godarin? Why? I'm trying to stay under. He said, Those that stay under, those are the ones that's going to be saved. Oh, I done hit a vein. I done hit a little tributary in the spirit. I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing more that the devil likes you to do to get crossway with your pastor. Young lady, there's nothing more than the devil likes you to do for you to get ticked off at your pastor's wife because she called you in the office and talked to you about your skirt length. You better stay under authority, though. If you're going to be saved, you got to endure under authority, apostolic authority. better love your preacher like you never loved your preacher you better get behind your pastor's wife like you've never gotten behind your pastor's wife you better respect your youth pastor like you've never re- you better obey like you've never obeyed why
1: it's too close
0: Are the ones that stay under. That remain is another word. Remain. One commentary says those that stick to their guns. You call it being hard if you want. I'm just trying to be saved. I'm not finished. Stay where you're at. I'm gonna drive it. We're coming to close. I'm driving us home. It's too close. Young people, you can't you can't change now. You can't change now. Oh, they said They said all it would be was television. And I heard some of you elders say give it five years. I've gave it 12 months. (laughs) And it's been more than television. an onslaught coming against the apostolic church coming against the message you better keep it in your mind I'm not putting anybody in hell but the Bible does say straight is the way narrow, narrow is the way the path of destruction is wide there are only the bible says there's few we don't want to go there anymore because the intellectual society that we live in are afraid for their mind to be wrapped around that because they can't picture a god allowing anybody to burn in hell we have lost the sting We have lost the healthy fear of hell, of hell in the apostolic church. And the bottom line is if He came right now, there's a pile of young people in this building that wouldn't go. Because you've got stuff in your heart You got stuff in your CD players. You got stuff downloaded on your iPods. Oh, oh. We don't have television? Okay, the devil take care of that. I'll create an iPod with the capability that you're able to download a movie on it. Brother Booker, there's going to be people burning hell. But what a cry of shame! For anybody to leave this kind of service and not know for sure. Brother Mark, you're living Paranoid. Oh no. I'm living prepared. Because the Bible says it still says this. I don't know if you've read it late, but it still says this. It said there'll be two in the bed. One will be left, one will be taken. There'll be two in the field. You this kind of message fitting for this kind of conference? Wait, wait. Are you people of the name? Okay, then what scares me to death is the Bible says they're going to say to Him, that we cast out devils in Your name. This service will stand as a record as someone Somewhere stands in judgment. God will roll back the pages. He said you remember that Thursday night. Why did you leave there and go back to fornicating? Hey, here, here it is. We and I don't I don't mean to be negative, but we don't really believe he's coming back. We don't believe that. What would this place look like? How many kids would be climbing over pews and over one another if you knew you had five minutes? That's how we're going to respond. Young person! How would you respond if you knew you had five minutes? You're not moving fast enough. How loud would you cry if you knew you had five minutes? gotten cold how hard would you pray come on i know you're on the praise team i know you're in the choir i know you play the drums i know you're rip talented at strumming the guitar but i'm talking about eternity here if you had five minutes how would you pray Five minutes. Oh, I think you'd be playing louder than that. Come on, young lady. I think you'd be more desperate than that. Come on, young man. I think you'd be. I
1: can't hear you. of repentance forgive us god we turn from our wicked ways come on young man